Hey, Gareth. Yeah? Want to do a witty improvisational moment on why people should give us a five-star review on Apple? Okay, let's try. Oh, am I meant to do it on my own? Oh, shit. Just give us a five. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Perfect. Exactly that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> It just did everything that a pub needs to do. It was it was the village sitting room. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The beautiful. village sitting room. Village yeah, sitting room. that is yeah. beautiful. Take that town yeah. hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what you said? You said a phrase which worried me a little bit, which was my childhood. Child. That's pub. exactly what I was going to say. we should pick up where us four left off the last time we were in a room together which was slightly pissed just before Christmas while Mr. Gareth Fox drunkly got on a bicycle and it's one of the most hilarious and terrifying <laughs> things I've ever fucking seen. Narlin, you recall this I'm sure? I do recall I don't remember this. Uh, a re- <laughs> a re- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much the last thing he said to us before he left. Uh, yeah, something along the lines of... Yeah, like an alcoholic for, scrooge. For, for a visual <laughs> reference point, if, if anyone wants to search this up, there's a Vice documentary about the heroin epidemic in Swansea. <laughs> Yeah, and there's yeah. a scene. There's a scene in there with two two uh, two guys. Yeah, uh, on yep. in the alleyway, and they just shot up, and one of them gets on his bike, and he hires <laughs> a kite, trying to swerve down the fucking alleyway. And that was Gareth before he left. Yeah, that was Gareth. I and, don't I don't know how you made it to Paddington because you went far. You went from the place of your employment all the yeah, way to yeah. Paddington, which is a good, like, no, four miles. Yeah, it's about three and a half. Amazing. To and be honest, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's all bicycle lanes, so it's not a problem. And you get in the front. No, no, yeah, you? but the bicycle lane kind of ends when you when you went to that junction and completely missed the red light. <laughs> you went straight yeah. through a red light. What was that? And you know, they both looked at each other and just went, well, I wonder if we'll see him in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if you were good friends, you should have stopped asking. me. Yeah. You were gone, mate. Okay. You decided gone. you were going. We said, are you sure we should be cycling? Do you want a cab? Yeah. No, no, I've, dr- I've drunk a lot more pints and cycled <laughs> back before. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm sounding like I'm from Oxfordshire. <laughs> If you went weaving up the road, I thought yeah. oh, that's the end of Gareth. Jesus. <laughs> just saw myself in chinos and a check shirt then, just in a kind of farm or something. But that well, was you had lovely. the hoovers on, so at least they could, you know, no, notice good. the body when they yeah. found it, you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we, need a, we need like a disclaimer. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not promote drunk cycling on yeah. this podcast. No, uh, great, unless it's, unless it's Christmas time and you need to get home. No, it's we, time. no, we don't anytime. What do they anytime. say with the alcohol? Make it count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cycle <Slug> responsibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on well, the lovely... side, not even at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely tuneful no. voice you lovely <laughs> listeners heard is the wonderful wonderful voice of Mr. Melza Watts Gareth Fox <laughs> Gareth Fox who himself is a, is a sexual <laughs> being um, hello to Melza yeah. how are you welcome to the podcast woo woo what are you saying hello <laughs> thank you so much for having me hey, you're most this welcome this is like a dream come true it's like the desert island discs of alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> that's very much the uh, the tagline we hope to adopt <laughs> <laughs> what should I say social alcoholism <laughs> what do you is, is is that, is that a, a punk IPA can I spy behind you next to the wine? Yeah, I've got a little mini bar just to, you know, see how far we go with the evening. But I've got a few very average wines and then some punk. Nice. Uh, and then and then who knows what's in the back of the is cupboard, a, you know. Is that a paraffin lamp? <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Yes, believe it or not. What? That is so, how, so uh, Demelza currently is residing on a boat, <laughs> and you, do you come out in a foggy morning with the lamp <laughs> with your cloak? Yeah. 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 Only yeah. for the collection of dead bodies after the plague. Yeah. You know. What are you doing? Do- I'm looking <laughs> for a mooring rope. <laughs> <laughs> Get the pony. It's put my it through the tunnel. It's nightingale. <laughs> Yeah, it's just for the Florence Nightingale act I like to put out sometimes. Uh, yes, That's no, well believe it or not, it is functional oh, as well as decorative, but more for, uh, for ambiance. That's yeah. my you know, kind of decor. Just to set a lovely vibe, you know. Just to, most people can put on like their fairy lights or their rock salt lamps, but due to our twelve volt power limitations, we like to just <laughs> let rip on some paraffin. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, the, the way this podcast works, I'm sure I don't need to tell you. Every guest tells us their free favourite pubs, clubs, areas on the street they like to drink, or just general good ambient drinking vibes. There's no judgment. We're a broad church. So, to most without further ado, where's your third favourite place in the whole world to grab a drink? Oh, okay, right. I think I've got four pubs. But so, you know, I know that's not the rules, so I'm going to do three. But I thought, I thought, oh, I'm just going to leave it till the moment. You know, one, one will just get cold in the moment right now. So oh I've done God. it. I've cold one. It's over. So I think I'm going to start with my childhood local. Right. Like, so I grew up in a village in in Wiltshire, um, not too far from Stonehenge, um, called West Ooh. Overton. Known by the villages next to it as Legoverton, but that's another story. Oh, I thought it time. was the one that was just slightly to the left of East Overton. <laughs> If only. We don't talk about what happened to East Everton. Um, <laughs> After the great power of uh, of 09. <laughs> <laughs> but so West Overton is, uh, it runs along that also famous of uh, roads, the A4, a noble Roman road, one of our proudest roads of Wiltshire. Not quite as straight as it used to be, but close enough. Our village sets about a mile back from that. So, you know, as is normal of the times, they built the pubs on the Roman road. So the poor villagers like me have to walk, well, about half a mile up to the main road to this pub. And so it's like a, you know, it's a pub for passers-by to go to and then for the villagers to stumble home from drunk in the middle of the night you know it's, it's, it's just uphill a bit yeah. so it's perfect because you walk up to it and then you stumble down from it sort of thing only two nice. little rivers to cross so not too much <laughs> where is this middle earth only yeah. two rivers to cross and a fjord to breach yeah. then you give the keys yeah. to the troll and entrance to the pub is yeah. gained an ancient Roman pub. <laughs> uh, the Roman road, not as straight as it used to be. Bloody Celts ruining yeah. our lines, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody molehills. The Normans paid for it. What's the name of this pub? So it's called the Bell. Of course classic it is. English pub name. Yeah, absolute classic. And so the Bell. So I must sort of put as a disclaimer now: the Bell is not the same now as it once was. Now it is a sort of a sort of fancy pub that serves a lot of very good food, which, in my opinion, is not the function of a pub. Say the words gastro pub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. um, we don't like it. <laughs> so um yeah, because I think I quite like a good meal with my beer. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Go home, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are home. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, there's a theme to my pubs tonight. None of them do proper food. I don't believe good. in food mm-hmm. in pubs. Eating is cheating. After all. Um, but so, uh, basically, well, I tell a lie. That was actually. the theme for Live Aid, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was like 80s controversy. <laughs> Jesus. Ring the bell. Fucking hell. We're tapping out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Speechless. It's it's too early for me to stick in the little sound effects, man. <laughs> it's too early for a break in the, in the conversation. Oh, oh God. Right. Right, okay. So, yeah, the bell 
basically it did do food actually I tell a lie it just used to do food on a Sunday my mate's gran who lived in the village she used to do the cooking on a Sunday oh nice John the landlord he ran it since the start of time right and everyone knew him and so the pub it was your classic setup. Car- too much carpet that was ruined a lot of yellow walls from smoke stained every surface was sticky they served the bare basic drinks you know red wine white wine warm local beers hand poured you know lemonade in tiny they bottles they tend to often be hand poured I'm, I'm yet to see a robot bar <laughs> uh, what do I mean no. still yeah still yeah. none of these contemporary well they probably had a lager but I don't know one you know and some cider, obviously, because yeah. it's West Country. And then just, you know, your, your classic snacks, pork scratchings, crisps, nuts. So that's it. And then you've got a pool mm. table, you've got a dart table, you've got a smoking area inside and outside because, you know, it was that long ago sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and it was perfect, you know, because it was shit you know it was completely <laughs> there was nothing there was nothing special about it there was nothing like that made it stand out from any other pub in the world but it just did everything that a pub needs to do it was it was the village sitting room yeah you know? oh i like I'm that the village sitting room the village yeah sitting room. that is yeah. beautiful take that town yeah. hall shove <laughs> 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 your ruffle up your ass, you bitch <laughs> <laughs> who's, fre- who's frequenting it so you've got the locals but you you said something like oh and travellers along the A4 what people that are like in yeah. between Slough and Bath think yeah, like pretty time much. to pop yeah. in air. yeah exactly so it was between Marlborough and Devizes about halfway so if you I've f- been past that huh? I've been to Devizes I've been past that well, you know what they say about there's no surprises living yeah. in Devizes <laughs> Yeah, I could actually do that one too. Yeah. Well, we need to we need to have well, a chat actually briefly, quickly, because we brought this up last time. I don't know if if Gareth remembers. I know Narlin does because we've discussed Marlborough because we've had a previous episode with the wonderful Tessa Ellison, and we mm. discussed Marlborough and we discussed Streaky Pete. Oh, ah. God, yeah, Streaky Pete. <laughs> Do you want to remind the listeners of Streaky Pete? What, you know Streaky Pete as well? I've heard of Streaky Pete. I've never seen of yeah. Streaky Pete, but he was like a sort of mythical figure that I didn't know about. You might be actually a better place to describe Mythical him, no longer. We, he was witnessed, but yeah. the joy of he it was, was or maybe it's just a it one-off. Witness, and then when you said... Captured. captured, yeah, captured in the door. His cock was caught in the door frame. And, oh, and then I was like, well, let's, huh. when you said I'm from Wiltshire and I'm near Marlborough, I was like, right, it's time. Let's ask someone. The myth is Streaky Pete. And the sheer joy when we discovered that... <laughs> The myth has spread. He exists. Fucking made my day. Yeah. It's most yeah. agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never quite. I don't think I've had the pleasure of seeing it. I don't think, but I'm all. Is it a pleasure? <laughs> but I definitely know a lot about him. <laughs> well, so what you said? You said a phrase which worried me a little bit, which was my childhood. Child. That's pub. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, my childhood pub. You know, my childhood pub. Yeah, yeah. My childhood I pub. frequent yeah. there from five, pop yeah. up for a baby shandy. <laughs> you know, they they seven, baby it was chinos. longer tops. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was baby chinos now, but it used to be just a little, just a little Stella top in a shot glass for a child, you know? Yeah. Given from the mother's nipple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. little port and lemon. Scarif, you know. Mental cakes. Did you just say beer from your mother's <laughs> nipple? What I you- thought we were doing jokes about Demelza starting <laughs> drinking there from when she was a little <laughs> kid that she was brought up there. I thought, and I just started at the beginning of where feeding comes from. And your brain went, well, time to lactate alcohol. Yeah. Straight to the nipple. Straight to the nipple. Yeah. That's Gareth's yeah. theme song. This is- Isn't that where we all begin? Um, no. <laughs> Do you want it from the bottle or the nip, darling? I think we have to have a sit down with Gareth and explain him the birds and the bees. Is the nipple where we all begin? You're going to give her a shock, my I mean, friend. I mean, begin eating. Begin eating. I don't mean where we've been. Yeah, that'd be cool. Boom! Out of the breast. <laughs> Out of the pit. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's his memoirs. Gareth Fox, boom, yeah. out of the breast. Yeah. I'm sorry, Penny that's Fox. That's the autobiography. Um, yeah. Stunning. <laughs> so yeah, childhood pubs. So so when yeah. when did you start? What, what, well, what was... I think so. I think the first time I was probably up there was like so we'd have the village panto every year, mm. um, where you know the whole everyone was involved in the pantomime, 
adults so as like, well, not kids. Yeah, yeah. My dad still involves it. He does like the set for it and the stuff. Oh, okay. It's a it's a total thing. It's the only thing that happens. So that sounds <laughs> Everyone lovely. Everyone has to get involved. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very wholesome. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes probably a bit more work than it should be. But it's really cute. They put a, like it's a really it's a really nice thing, and I um I go back for it sometimes. But so that they have uh, on the Friday night at the Panto, you got to go to the pub afterwards. You know, they put on a little fish and chips supper, Ooh. get my mates grand round, and then you know everyone has a nice little drink <laughs> up, and uh, it's ready for the matinee. <laughs> Your mates grand around, like <laughs> Santa Claus or something. Oh oh yeah, of course she's I mean, a, I forgot about that. Chef, yeah, she? I was Come just imagining. But it is amazing how much these Nordic countries have advanced since those days from being nasty piece of work to being lovely social democrats. Join us on a podcrawl podcast as we discuss the socio-economic rise of the Norwegian countries. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. So, Sponsored so anyway, by so- Norwegian Cruises. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we we discuss the fall of the Icelandic krona and the 2008 economic collapse. <laughs> yes, and salty licorice. And salty licorice. Join us on Sunday with Gareth teach you how to bake a bread in a volcano. Yeah. Ooh, no, no, I can't even do. It. Can you do a Swedish accent, Chris, just to finish that off, and then we can move back to Granny, whatever it's called. I can certainly try to do one for certain. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than a nice trip on the A4. Was that good? I don't know. It bordered on good, and then it just sounded a bit Irish, Scottish. Good. Swiss people, let us know if you want to get Chris cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, let yeah. me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it on Sweden, I'll fucking fight you all. <laughs> so, so the people of your village carrying this granny who's lived through many turmoilist years in the English history. Exactly. Even, it's like even a before fiesta. England. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's quite an tr- annual tradition. And then yeah, she- so the pub, bec- sorry, the pub of the village. It is, I think, in all, in all sincere kind of cuteness of sort of like a, a you know, like I said, the local living room. You would be there as a kid, you know, in a very sort of wholesome way. And then obviously you're there when you're a teenager and you realise they've got three condom machines in each bathroom, <laughs> and you think. Ooh. That's quite useful. <laughs> yeah. Wait, three in each bathroom. Mm, yeah. yeah, amazing. Wow. Yeah. The next village didn't have any. Yeah. Sorry, and the next yeah. village was so. known as Legoverton. No, our <laughs> village was known as. Oh yeah, well that fucking explains it, uh, doesn't okay. it? Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, and you realise when you get close to seventeen, John suddenly sort of sees you as potential drinking age. Oh no! It's one of those one of those pubs where then you go, okay, maybe I can get myself a little uh, glass of you know something. <laughs> so it's, uh, oh, the way you, know, you said that, evolves. I thought John was being a creep. Oh no, no, John's lovely. No, okay, no, no. okay, fine. All Johns are wonderful, obviously, but um, no, it's sort of like it's one of those pubs, you know, where such as John of, Wayne Gacy, yeah. the killer clown. <laughs> I'm sure he was a good clown and a good killer. <laughs> Actually, just to um, just to drop off conversation for a second, and just out of interest, have any of you ever been to the Clown Museum in Hackney? No. There's like I a place where existed. there's a place where they register their clown makeup by giving them an egg with their faces painted on it, and it's stored in Hackney. Oh yeah, no, that's London, true. Yeah, 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 that is British how you world. patent your um your clown makeup. Yeah, yeah, I knew that from watching uh. Ah, uh, marvellous, I think it's called, with um, yeah. Super Jones. Yeah, See? it's fucking Gareth sick. Gibbs facts. Nice oh, work, Gareth. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to, back to what we were... What were we talking about? Oh, John, lovely John. Did you no, have your first legal drink at the bell, Demelza? Do you know what? I'm trying to think, actually. I'm trying to think. I don't think... 
So, I, I was a bit slow to have my first legal drink because the night before I was supposed to have my first legal drink, I got a bit carried away, um, which is often uh, something that you do when you're a 17 year old. And so then mm. the day of my actual 18th birthday, I was a bit, um, a bit hangover. feeling a bit sorry for myself. <laughs> I think it was like my first proper hangover. Oh, what dear. a way to start! Like, Welcome to womanhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh. And I think my mother was like, well, lesson learned. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned. Just shout it in your ear. But I remember. So to take back to this family notion or this childhood pub notion, I certainly remember that like. It was that place where you'd go and you'd get a lemon, a lemonade and lime as a kid, which which I thought was the most mythical pub drink. Like, you know, you couldn't get lemonade and lime anywhere else, but you'd go to a pub and you could have this bright sort of neon green drink that tasted sort of like really kind of sweet and acrid and bizarre, but like a... But that was a sort of like a speciality. You know, you couldn't get it at Christmas. You couldn't get it in a restaurant in a... Sh- like. You couldn't buy it yeah. in Tesco's, you know. It mm. was like so. So there was something very magical about that. Um, sort of sitting in the garden, having a pint of that with with ice and a straw, and feeling very sort of smug, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, then you know, because kids, they, you know, you feel like such a grown up if you manage to figure out your own drink, haven't you? Like you've gone, oh yeah, no, I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the other kids are having Coca Cola, and you're like, oh, you idiots, <laughs> common people. You can get to- Coca Cola from Asda, you stupid idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so so any kids listening get your own drink and Demelza recommends what was it? Lem- lemon and lime For the bell at West Overton as your third favourite place to grab a drink so it's time for the happy medium where is your second favourite place in this wide world to grab a drink Demelza? Okay my second place I'm going to go for so for a while I sort of Inadvert- mm. I sort of accidentally lived in Latvia for a while. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. We've all been there. You make it sound yeah. like a ransom situation yeah. and you're not allowed to disclose. Yeah, the way yeah. you looked over your shoulder was a bit concerning. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tell them it was accidental. Do not mention Sergi. <laughs> you inadvertently lived in Latvia. Do not speak ill of Griva. <laughs> Do Russians live in Latvia? Oh, sorry, Gareth. I'm afraid my Latvian accent isn't as on point as yours, but do please give us a demonstration, <laughs> you polylinguist. Well, Lat- Go ahead. Latvia. <laughs> Latvia. No, Latvia is yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even know Latvia exists, to be honest. Anyway, sorry, I Isabel. Of course, I was doing a podcast with John Coleshaw, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Don't call Narlin John culture. Anyway, all Johns are lovely. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, no, so I was doing. So I basically, because I'm an artist, so I um, I sort of got offered to do some like residencies, which are these sort of for anyone who doesn't know what they are, they're these great times where artists get to just live in other places and do art. Feel very excited because they're doing art somewhere else. Um, and uh, so I sort of, I, because, you know, I live in London and at the time I didn't live on a boat, so it was very expensive. I gave up my flat and I was like, OK, I won't have a flat. I'll do these residencies and then I'll just see where I end up and what I could do. And basically, Latvia is quite a chill place. So somehow I went down quite well in Latvia, which is confusing because I'm probably the opposite of Latvia. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they could probably hear me across the whole of Latvia every time I was there. But um, as a result, I just ended up doing a lot of projects there and I kept getting invited back. So I actually realised after the end of the year that I'd spent more time in Latvia than any other place that year. So I sort of thought, oh, I technically... Nice. I lived in Latvia for, or I was based in Latvia, I suppose you'd say, or whatever. Um, but it was great. So I think I spent about six months of one year in Latvia, in, in Riga, the capital city of Latvia, which is a really cool place. It's, an, it's a part of the Baltics. It's right on the Baltic Sea. It's sort of like an old port town. Um, and uh, it's got a really nice sort of mixture of architecture. It was obviously part of the kind of Russian thing and stuff. So there's a lot of complex mm. histories there. And a lot of the country is still Russian. So there's that kind of cultural... Um, mix. Okay, can I say sorry to Chris and Narlin then, because obviously it is Russian accents. I'm very exactly. sorry, you guys. I didn't know that <laughs> here existed, to be honest. I just thought everybody spoke like myth- mythical little you witch little and wizards. Ring fence mind around <laughs> Didcot. 
typical anti-European elderly oh, gentleman. Here we go. <laughs> oh dear. Apologies again. We miss well. you. So I was in, uh, yeah, so I was in Riga a lot. And obviously I like pubs a lot. But often what's something I find when I'm in a new place is that I've got this, you know, need for a local sort of thing. And the great thing about Riga is it's a very small <laughs> a need of a local. Oh, no, 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 that's... Okay, okay. Local person okay. Off, I can see where your yeah. mind was going. Um, yeah, sorry. So, sorry uh, I was found myself in need of a local. And uh, an amazing thing about Riga, it's very small. You can walk everywhere in like half an hour if you live in the centre. And where I was on residency was in the centre. And they have a few really nice, um, pub, like real pubs, I think, because they don't serve food. They barely serve any edible kind of snack. It's just about drinking. There was just pig fat and pickles. Pretty much. They had some cheese, but it came in like oh. a bag. Of course. <laughs> of course. Confusing. Um, Import. <laughs> but, um, and this bar is called Che. It's a C and an E. The C has got an upside down V above it, and the E's got a line across it. So it's pronounced Che. And um, what does that mean? Che is open. Oh, it's short for Chomsky. Because oh, it, it was called guy. Chomsky Bar, yeah. I think it was originally called Chomsky Bar, and then it moved and it got short to Che, I think. I could be wrong about that, but I'm sure that's what they used to refer to it as. So I think it was like an evolution, but I don't know how long it took to get from one thing to the other, sort of thing. Yeah, so Che at the weekends didn't really close, you know, because it would be it would open around lunchtime and it would be open till officially till about five in the morning. But the bartender wouldn't really, you know, he wouldn't he'd close the doors and the ashtrays would move inside. But no one would really have to leave and then and then the new bartender would come in for the next day. And then at hmm. about 11, she'd open up the doors and it would, you know, it would carry on in <laughs> <Yeah>. most places. <laughs> Which, I mean, from our strict, like, right, you're out at 11 in the UK, I was like, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's it my turns number out, two. Is the laughing word for Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's incredible. And it's a bit like... It's a bit cool, but not too cool. Like there's there's like comedy that happens there and arty things and music and but right. it's it's very again it's like basic. You know they're not overdoing it, but they're like a a good home for interesting hmm. things. I'm and gonna ask think a, that's quite nice. Nice. I'm going to ask a Chris question now. This is a question Chris will ask any second if I'm not going to do it. What were you drinking there? Ah, so do you know about the Regan? Drink called Black Balsam. Oh yeah, Gareth's always <laughs> Gareth's always good on about that. Oh, that sounds like something you put on a salad. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre. It's like a licorice drink, and it's really short. It's like oh. so. It's almost like a sort of sambuca, but it's it's not so sweet. And it's oh God, it's that sounds much amazing. more kind of yeah. It's really cool. It's 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 definitely a very acquired taste, but I think it's really good. And it's specifically made in Riga, and everyone there—well, not everyone there—drinks it, but it's drunk very. Co- it's a bit like Iron Brew to Scotland. It's like one of those things where it's specifically from yeah. there. I and think they, I, does they it come in a it, vodka you know? type? They bottle. really embrace it. Is it really strong? It's it's definitely strong. It comes in a long black bottle. It's like a black I clay have, bottle. My old head chef um, years ago was Latvian, and he bought. <laughs> Make it sound like you have a private he chef, bought, no, Chris. He bought one back. <laughs> yeah, my nan. nan. She's she survives on port. Yeah. Um, he bought one back, <laughs> and fuck me, they were pissed. And it yeah. tastes like licorice, <laughs> but it's like like tar. Like it's cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really this. strong mm. it's really it's quite thick and you can drink it like so they've got a black currant one which has got like some black currant cordial added to it so it's like a sweeter version and then there's a spicy one which is bizarre like it's like almost like it's got pepper added to or whatever and they'll have it like you can drink it straight in sherry mm-hmm. glasses yeah, yeah. like with the little neck you know sort of little kind of crystal sherry glasses or you can have it as like i think you can you know you can and you'd sip it and then you could have it as a shot or you can have it um i 
think you can put it with like long drinks, like mixers. But quite often in the winter, they make like a hot tub. And then they go outside it. and fill up any potholes of it as well. Community service. Like, oh, That's why Chase is always open. There's always yeah. rows that need to fill in, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it melts in the summer, and the and the great great migration comes to drink from the. You can see now why Tomasa went to Riga. She's like, tell you what, fucking straight work roads. She's out there with a. With a level going, fucking look at that bubble, doesn't move. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Look at that. Perfect. Yeah. Get that bubble in your drink. <laughs> While I was there, we had one night where we were drinking with a Georgian, and like Georgians have a real, uh, okay. intri- like they love doing um, like toasts. <laughs> they're like really known for, they'll do like dozens of toasts. If they're like, you know, like literally, so they'll, and every time you have to drink your drink, you know, and they're really, ge- and like in general, like Georgians are really generous, they're really up for toast. They'll do, like, you'll do a toast, like, they'll have themes to toast, you know, they'll be like, you have to say a moment in your life where someone helped you or whatever. Mm. And you just go on and on and on. And my God, doing that with black balsam. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, it's a dangerous mix, Latvia and Georgia. <laughs> I'd say my hands off to the Latvian drinking. I mean, this is that same guy. I'd say his name because he's never going to listen to this. Vladimir Popatov. Because of course it was. <laughs> and um, Vladimir Popatov, yeah. yeah. And he was built like a brick shit house. And he is, I never forget, as long as I live, he's the only man I've ever seen to drink. Marlon, a pint I hope of you vodka. edit it on that cl- clip so it's just Chris going, that's hell. the only man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pints of vodka. Okay, he anyway. came in, there was <laughs> someone, myths, isn't it? someone was leaving yeah. work, and we were like, yeah. And he was, and everyone was like, oh, you know, Drew's pint of vodka. And we're all, you know, we were, we were in our late teens. We were like, nah. Bullshit, bullshit. Like, I'll show you later, I'll show you later. I will bring vodka and you will see. And we're all sat around like, fucking, nah, no way, no way. Bottle of Smirnoff's opened, the entire thing's poured into a pint glass. It was drunk. He then got drunk, surprising, for about two hours, um, left the restaurant and then got onto just a bus. Turns out it wasn't the bus <laughs> to his house. It was just the first bus that came and he just got on it. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> to this day, we don't know, but he came back the next morning looking like death. He never <laughs> got home. He was just oh, riding around. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There you are. Um... Talking of looking like death, what's the hangover like off Black Belson? Oh, you, you can imagine the colour of when it comes back up. It gives a yeah. particular drama to your to your vomit of a morning. But very dehydrating, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you know. Um, how much is how much to, is it a shot? Do you get a shot of it? Well, alcohol is quite cheap there. Like in general, like to get a pint is like two um, euros. So it's like you know. So you could get. I think you could get a, a drink of balsam for like one euro fifty. It's not much. Oh. So that's another another plus to it being <laughs> one of my favourite bars in the world, but also like being one of the most affordable bars that I like in the world. So you can take 10 euros and have a good time. <laughs> go. <laughs> like when we were teenagers and you'd go down yeah. one spoons and get yeah. those what do you mean teenagers? We do it now. Pence bottles of lager. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've never oh, grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. Well, Che and Riga, it's in the list. It's a happy medium. And now it comes to the big dog, the big boy. Number one, number uno, Le Grand Poulet. After after Chris has done the big thing. Oh, no, am I going to cut those? I was thinking, what's the one you took out? Oh, the one I took out. Is that bad? Sorry, Demels, I just want to check with Chris that it's okay to ask that because he did a brilliant thing and then I fucking ruined it. The energy, the build up, the. I, and I knew I was ruining it, but I knew I had no other opportunity girl. to come in with that question. That was like a whole wrestling thing. It's like yeah. gearing up. I was ready for a fight. Yeah, yeah, ring. yeah. yeah. Like... Shit, I'm sorry, you guys. Get ready for the fight. Take? Here he comes. Here he comes. Sorry, I'm just curious. Um, what were your shirt options earlier? Um, did you have a choice of boxing gloves to have worn? I'm, I'm sorry, if I ruined the build up, I want to apologise. I'll seem to have put a damn on the atmosphere. Oh, what am I like? Okay, do the, do the, do the no. build up again, Chris. No, we're keeping it in. <laughs> Fuck I'm you. I'm for the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure is confusing, Chris. I'll just have a pint of lemonade and yeah. laugh and sit in the corner. I just, yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I didn't my... mean it. I honestly didn't. Okay, anyway, go to Chris. We'll no, edit no, the no, hour. No, no, no. You've made your bed. We're lying in it. This thing's a shit and shame. 
hold on. I make my bed and then you guys lie on it. Alright, alright, Damelza, what's the honourable mention before we go to number one? Oh yeah, the honourable mention is the palm tree. Oh! In, in a, a mile end, yeah, yeah, that's right? an amazing pub, isn't it? That's brilliant. Because it's like a mirage. It you is. Know, it's in the middle of the park, and you think, where's a pub? Where? I need a pub. Yeah. And then you just see one in the middle of the park, mm. and it's such a, like, archetypally beautiful <laughs> example of an old pub. Yeah, and then inside, uh, they always have then, the weird lighting as well, sort of reddish lighting. They always lighting. have the weird lighting. Yeah, bands. and it's just like, it had like a, just a sort of, old landlord in there and if you mm. went in a big group it was one of those split pubs you know with the lounge and the bar so if you went in with sort of a group of like over eight he'd be like hang on hang on i'll open up the other side jurassic yeah. park on the other side and yeah and he'd open up that bit for you and then you it's like sort of tw- sort of some kind of twin peaks thing yeah yeah where you go into the other into the other world into the red room mm. or and something. it has the canal running right next to it so you can easily go and stay well there. of course yeah. anything that's linked into the canal i'm into yeah but yeah, I just I love it as a I think it's just a beautiful little yeah. pub and in um, an amazing place. Like, yeah. It's just one of those. Exactly. It is like a mirage, isn't it? Because you just find it in the middle of the park. Damn. Exactly. In my yeah. end, which is oh, a bit geez. of a desolate wasteland, anyway. You know, just chicken shops everywhere. But, <laughs> exactly. yeah. No, no, you can. <laughs> and suddenly, there's like the most of coolest pub in London. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Chris, your build up. <laughs> Okay, the number three. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to build up. I can't build up. Nalini's got the mic for building up. He's like Demelza, the guy in the center of the ring. The end. What is your favorite pub in the entire universe? Okay. It's a big moment. So I'm quite excited by this because it's quite a thing to come up with your favorite pub. I think, isn't it? I spent a lot of time thinking about this. It's it's quite emotional. You know, I've, I've fought through a lot of pubs. There's been a, a lot of happy evenings. in isolation in Australia thinking about this by the sounds of it. You've had time exactly, to dwell yeah, on Exactly, yeah. I spent many, many, many an hour in Australia. I did lots of research in Australia visiting pubs to sort of rekindle those notions of pubness. <laughs> but I think for me, it has to be... I, it, I thought it had to be a pub in London because London is where my heart belongs. I don't know why, but I've always been into it ever since I was a child I've always wanted to live here and I've always been very happy here and I think uh, it's a it, it has a amazing selection of pubs in London like incredible there's some really amazing ones but I only wanted to include one London pub on my list to show how nice. important this one pub is and uh, I, this pub for me is the Pride of Spitalfields off Brick Lane oh. and I've chosen this pub because it is a tiny little pub that's lost in time you know it's like just uh, two little rooms you know you go in there's a there's a fireplace there's a cat the people behind the bar i'm here to tell you now that this is the second (gasps) mention of the pride of spitterfields so that affirms its greatness and and yeah everyone who works there is a local and they're like all right darling what do you want and they've got like just a nice straightforward selection of things at christmas they have those foil decorations hanging from the ceiling that reminds you of like to go back to grandma's to go you know your grandma's bungalow <laughs> and how she's done all the decks you know and uh, and they don't do food you know the other theme of the evening <laughs> but they just do some good bar snacks and it's just like vel- red velvet little tiny tables that only fit pints and open packets of crisps you mm. know you don't need anything more and you just cram in and then in the summer everyone just piles out on the streets having their fags or what- or their cigarettes or whatever you know yeah. Um, so yeah for me it's just like a lovely place to be it's a lovely atmosphere sort of thing because I was just lucky. Very London. I don't know if I've ever. I used to live around that area, and I'm not even sure if I ever went to that pub. I've been to the Palm Tree. Mate. I don't know. I was just looking at it, and I'm not 100 percent sure I've been. It's because it's it's off Brick Lane. It's just so Brick Lane. I think is not a place where you think of good pub because mm. it's obviously the connotations of what you find that are interesting around that area are not really like traditional old yeah, sort yeah. of pubs and so i think it's a bit of a hidden gem you know okay. i think i think a lot of people know it i don't think it's like a unusually yeah. nice, like a sort of something but it's just like one of those things where i think unless you get taken to it you don't wander across it because it's just tucked yeah. off just yeah. around the corner and from the outside it doesn't look that special it's mm. like it just—it looks just like a a pretty regular, you know, but it's little booth. Like, you know, yeah. two hundred yeah, years old. Nice, or something. But it's ancient. Jack yeah, the Ripper would yeah. have been there. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's right in the middle of all that territory. So that probably puts puts true publicans off because it's a bit like tourist yeah. country, isn't it? That, in a way. Yeah. Did you that say area? Go Jack the Ripper. Did you? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, used to drink there. Yeah. That's the only reason. And because yeah. you mentioned it. What do you mean? Apparently, used Chris? to drink there. Apparently, Jesus went to Glastonbury Tour. Well, <laughs> I don't you know. Don't know you, 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 you fucking bullshit. Done. Apparently, apparently used to drink there. Well, that's, that's so they say. Yeah. So they say. Yeah, well, it's his neck of the woods, isn't it? Because there's a few yeah. pubs around there which he sort of did frequent or did things in in their alleyways or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make it sound so dirty. That's sort of, in that's their alleyways. Sort of way my mum would explain yeah. it. Oh, you know, when Jack, when Jack the Ripper did things down alleyways. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's the theme of this year's pantomime, is it? Yeah. Always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming my alleyway. Let's do written presents Jack the Ripper doing bad things down alleyways <laughs> yeah. he's behind you Nervous, put your washing in oh, unfortunately he didn't scream loud enough she's dead act three <laughs> right yeah goes under the crescendo Gareth goes hold on hold on was there another play option we could have chosen yeah, well, I really like the idea of a Jack the what Ripper about bang out the where boob? people in the crowd are just going he's behind yeah, what you if, what, if, what if Jack the Ripper came out from a giant boob because that is of course where all <laughs> life starts <laughs> <laughs> Demelza, this is your Christmas panto in the bell next year. Oh, my God. I mean, because that behind you bit is brilliant. I can't wait. I need to bring you all around. You'll love it. I'll invite you down. We'll dress up as games in the alleyways as a man with a big knife comes behind us. You'll love it. It'll be great. My dad stars each year in the village panto as a cameo of himself. How good is that? Like, it's made like, a, sort of, like a village celebrity. Like, yeah, well, the directors have. Because he's like, I don't know, I don't really understand why, but he's sort of... What had, you're suggesting is your father is the Stan Lee of Wiltshire. Just yeah. appears in all the yeah. local communities. There he is. Wait for the cameo. He's the Van Gogh's <laughs> set. Brian! Brian! <laughs> <laughs> it's, Brian. it's so weird. <laughs> Every year he appears in the script and he yeah. has like a little walk-on role where he says like one line mm. and then in the script they list him as a famous actor playing him like Daniel Craig or Tom Cruise <laughs> or something. It's like their little joke every yeah, year. Yeah, that's cool. And it gets more and more elaborate and it gets more and more like meta every year. Yeah. You know, where he starts like playing himself, playing himself. You know, it's so Brexian. <laughs> the fourth yeah. wall is broken all over the shop. Yeah. <laughs> he buys the West Everton players present Frappany <laughs> Ripper. Yeah. You'll come in with pro capitalist cardboard <laughs> and now we dance to bongo music. <laughs> Stunning. It's made an expanded universe. That's what he's inadvertently done. Well, the pubs. It is. The pubs That's have amazing. Yes, so he's, yeah, it's, it's your dad. No, 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 no. I'm curious. Oh, sorry, is, is he a celebrity? I think in a in a funny way he is, but I'm not. I'm not sure how. Should we sell T-shirts of your dad just for a laugh in your village? I think you should. And then we'd make yeah, a book. Come on, just don't tell anyone. Like, keep... there's, there's punters that do it outside yeah. gigs. Brian's face yeah. on. Fire a T-shirt. Fire a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just outside. Merch. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want a fucking yeah. blonde heads bubble doll? Sorry, panel, mate. Sorry, panel. So, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. Two pounds, yeah. two. All right, fucking hell. Yeah. Just one. Pound, pound, pound. Brian Woods, bubble head, pound. It'll be kicking yeah. off in the local parish magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be like, ticket touts. We're seeing outside the village hall. <laughs> Rifled on through, we've got the Bell in West Overton, we've got Che in a good old Riga, we've got an honourable mention for the Palm Tree, and then to top it all off, we've got the Pride of Spitterfields just off Brick Lane. Now, the reason I've rifled through these is because I want to know, because I bet it's going to be good. Demelza, what's your best pub story? Maddest encounter, craziest shit that Oof. happened? So, when I first moved to London, when I was a student, I came up to go to art school, like so many hopeful people of so many generations um because uh, i thought it'd be really cool and maybe i'd be like someone in one of the films i'd watched Brian. Um, <laughs> Brian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah or like my dad um, yeah. 
I had to get a job, like, you know, because I suddenly realised that, that I didn't have any money because that's, like, a prerequisite of being a student, isn't it, that you apparently don't have any money. Um, and so I first got a job in a, in a pub as a pot washer, um, but that was quite a lot of... That was quite, you know, not quite a lot of hard work really <laughs> and um <laughs> and it was quite quite miserable i did it in the summer and i was sort of yeah I, f- I feel for all pot washers everywhere it's just traumatic in the summer and um and so i quite quickly went oh and then my the guy the guy in the pub who ran the pub he said you're too pretty to be in the kitchen you should work on the bar <laughs> and at that point that point I thought I do not belong in this pub <laughs> so um so I went to the pub next door well down the other end of the street and I said oh I work in I've, I've worked in the kitchen but I'd like to work on the bar in a pub can I do that here and um and I gave him my CV which at the time must have had virtually nothing on because I'd only been a pot washer in a pub so I don't know really what I was trying <laughs> to offer um, well I'd worked in a I'd worked in a very reputable supermarket that is um uh, what is it they say? Um, quality produce, honestly priced, or something like that. But um, anyway, so I'd just done uh, a few jobs before. So basically, yeah. I walked in with my little CV, you know, 20 year old, and I handed mm. it to the landlady at the time and I said, Oh, can I have a job? And, uh, and she called me back a few days later for a test job. Now, I later on found out this was a pub in Tootin that I shall name nameless. I don't think it even exists anymore, actually. It had a very, very long bar to it. Um, but uh, I later found out that the reason I got that job is because the landlady had a dream the night after I gave her my CV that she had intimate relations with me in <laughs> the sea. When did she reveal this to you? In the sea. When did she yes, reveal in the sea. It? Yeah, good point. Jesus, that is about six months into the job I found this out from another colleague she didn't tell me but she so you it know, came round thought it was a good you. idea to tell someone else who I worked with <laughs> no hold on hold on hold on <laughs> so that was one story that was good about that pub another thing that was good is that, <laughs> oh, that was subtly beautiful what? you can't just blaze over it that was just like the Jesus the, the mo- that was yeah, mental. basically, right? Yeah. Um, was it erotic? Yeah. There it is. And Ooh, there it is. Very erotic. There's the clip. <laughs> oh, I love to steal the sand in my penis. Oh. <laughs> don't even know what that was. It was the triada. But I was just wondering, like, how did you feel moving from one creepy pub into the other? Like, which one would you prefer to work in? <laughs> well, it was ra- it was rather deflating, <laughs> considering yeah. my my passion for pubs. I thought, oh, I thought this was going to be the place where I belonged. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose maybe I belong too much, Damn. really. But, yeah. yeah. I never I never thought that my body would be so highly valued, but clearly it was. Did you ever bring it up with the landladies? No, no, weirdly, weirdly, I mean, it was a less progressive time. (laughs) And and at the time, I think it was so bamboozling um, that I sort of thought, okay, right, well, I guess I'll just try and carry on, find another job. (laughs) That was, that was my last... Oh, so you didn't work it? Yeah, that was my last pub pub job. Six months ago. No, yeah, sorry, it just hit me. As soon as the words are from it just hit me. Mm. How do we know it's not an erotic? How do we know it's an erotic dream and not like you know, a Jesus dream where you've gone where she's been fishing and suddenly you've appeared and gone? Sorry, what do you think the Bible is? Instructions on fishing. Cast your line over there, and then she's caught loads of fish. Oh, well, there you go. I, I think it's all an erotic dream. You worship. <laughs> I think it's all about when they nailed Jesus to that cross. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't All think those sexy my Romans, daily Jesus. A member of the um of the Christian community. She sounds like she was a member of a fucking wicker cult, to be honest. If yeah, she okay. joined the she, yeah. she's the type of person that goes up Did Stonehenge on solstice. Oh, if only. <laughs> yeah. If only. Yeah. Well, Did she, she keep throwing water so on you, It's a similar crowd, isn't it, yeah. to the oh, Wiltshire folk? Are, Say no more. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Welsh people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sure, because she did have a partner as well. <laughs> and swim with me, the Belsa. Pub. But I think I don't know. I think it might have been quite a good drug-fueled sort of uh, premonition that she took to be <laughs> that she took to be sort of semi-appropriate mm. to tell all the people I worked with 
And uh, and because I was so sort of young and insecure, I was like almost flattered. I was like, oh yeah, I get jobs because people want to sleep with me in their dreams. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm 21. And I'm just, people just want me, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be a famous artist. Cool. <laughs> Promotion, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. It's only later in life. Yeah. <laughs> This story's yeah. going to be in my biography yeah, on a sort of podcast. Like, oh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, there you go. The, the story of the yeah. job centre yeah. is in. So I've got... I've got too... Oh, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a good part. It was either that or erotic sea dream. What would you prefer? No, I think oh, that's okay, good. Okay. I think that's eloquent. I quite missed um, the load of that story. The best Gareth is yeah. never good As enough. As you can probably yeah. imagine, for that pub, it wasn't... Yeah. Really that story because yeah if a pub's run by a landlady who hires people based on yeah. sexual dreams it only gets better from there so uh, another good encounter I had there was that the chef offered me a job at one point so um so I'd been working there I don't know this was after that I found out that I was the subject of a sexual dream so I'd probably been working there about nine months to a year and at that point, I'd started to need more shifts. I think it was the summer holidays. So I was like, oh, I need more shifts, but I couldn't get them. And so I'd sort of moan to the chef about it because she used to make me nice food. She sort of mothered me a bit. And, uh, and she was like, oh, I've got a job for you. And I was like, all right, great. And she, I was like, what job? And she's like, I've got a cleaning business. And I was like, oh, all right, OK, cool. She was like, yeah, do you want to be up for that? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just need work, you know, anything. Great. And then, like, the next shift I went in, she was like, you still up for work? And I was like, yeah, yeah, and She was like, yeah. So for the cleaning business, we want you to do phones. You've got, you got a really good sort of English accent. And I was like, all right, OK, yeah, yeah, And uh, And then the next shift I went in, she went, right, so you still up for the job? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She was like, OK, so what would be is men would call you up and you'd answer the phone and they'd say they want to see a girl and then you would go, you would tell them, like, you sort it out sort of thing, tell them when they could go and tell them how much it was or whatever. And then you'd hang up and then you'd ring up the girl and you'd tell them when the man was coming. And she was like, you can do it from home. We'll give you a headset. You know, blah, blah. are you still up for it? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. I've just been asked to run the phones of a local brothel. Wow. <laughs> but what I'm really interested is the cleaning <laughs> metaphor. Like, Whoa. what's that mean? Yeah, you know? that's what cleaning is going on. Yeah. Well, she she yeah, must have knew that you was a pot clearly. washer, so you clearly know what to oh, to clean up. Yeah. So she probably saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> she thought, uh, pot washer. She must be in on it. So at that point, uh, <laughs> wow. So that was another um, another moment of uh, yeah. time. I think I thought, okay, maybe I just won't do that. I think I remember like being a very sort of woke, trying to be a sort of woke. I say in in brackets, art student going, you know, I mean, I've got nothing wrong with. I don't, you know, I support sex workers, but I shouldn't profit out of them on the phones. You know, and that was like my reasoning, and then I just walked yeah. You don't away. want to be taking twenty percent, exactly. Like, I'm come on, come on. You know, I don't you want don't to take, take money from them. I think you're very, very lucky to have got out of those two situations with your dignity. Really, <laughs> that's frightening. <laughs> Well, there we are. That was, I don't yeah. know what to say to that one, so Ooh. I'll segue yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two more, two more questions for you. <laughs> two very, yeah. very, very sad stories. <laughs> Man, that pub just sounds mental. I can give you a final, more funny one as a quick ending to, the, to that funny pub okay. story. Is that uh, one night I got the best tip of my life in that pub because I had a really leery customer, you know, uh, a stellar drinker, if we will, um, right. who who was coming in, ordering lots of drinks, you know, for his friends, knocking drinks over, causing a riot commotion, a classic sort of uh, British laddish behaviour kind of thing. And, uh, and it was very common for them to give you big tips, but then they'd come back a bit later and realise their mistake and take their tips back, you know. And so you'd sort of be like, so they'd... What? They'd, yeah, I know, it's weird, right? So you'd, they'd give you like 50 quid or they'd give you 100 quid or whatever. But then they'd realise, or their wife would realise or something, you know. And it wasn't like, it wasn't sinister in terms of like you were a woman. They'd do it to any of the bar people. They'd just get over cocky, you know. And they'd be like, oh, have this, have this, have this. And this one guy did it. He gave me £200 in four £50 notes one night. And I thought, oh, right, here we go. I thought, I'd love to have this, but I can see what's going to happen. 
But then he proceeded to get in a fight outside the front of the pub. The police turned and up. And when? We barred, we closed the doors on the pub. I got go. the 200 quid. Nice. That's a lie. Nice. That nice. is a happy ending. There we go. On the, on the lighter note of acquiring 200 pounds, we have two more questions for you. So we've got room in the last order in. Hold on. Before, sorry, Chris, Chris, before we move on, why wasn't that your favourite pub? Good. Thanks for that, Gareth. Um, <laughs> two more questions <laughs> okay, for you. We've got space in the last order in for your favourite ever drink <laughs> and your favourite part snack. Now, we already know your feelings on food, so we're already in the same ballpark. This is a snack, not a sit down meal. We're a pub, not a fucking gas. Exactly. So, Tamelza, what is your favourite spot? Okay, I have a lot of thought about this. It is the Landlady's Buffet. So, it is triangle sandwiches wrapped in cling film, put on the bar at five o'clock, the cling film's pulled off at six. Or Jacob's Cream Crackers with some Tesco's pate or some cream cheese put onto a tray and handed around. Cracker, darling. Like Cracker, my lovely. I like Do you it. Want a Landlady's darling? buffet. Yeah. That's that for me is the ultimate pub pub snack. Or yeah. mm. uh, a, a, a bit of a bit of Landlady's love. The Landlady's buffet. Mm. If you're a landlady in Tootin' Beck, would be an erotic dream. <laughs> 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 Stunning. Or a in the sea. Wow. <laughs> like that painting of the naked lady in the, coming out the shell. <laughs> is that the Da Vinci? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Neptune, uh, I think. Oh, you, know, you, know, you know the one. The, That's oh, an opera singer, singer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 By Botticelli, is it Botticelli? Uh, yeah. Oh, good that work, one. yeah. Oh, is that the blind opera singer? What's the blind opera singer? Hold on, I'm getting confused there. Let me Google it. You want the bell back is basically yeah, what I'm you're saying. This is, this is basically you just looks at the two yeah. first things on the bell menu and yeah, I'll put that on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> there we are. Landlady's Buffet and Port and Lemon. They are in the last order in. It goes alongside the bell. At West Overton, it goes alongside Che and Riga, it goes alongside the Pride of Spitfields at Brick Lane. Honourable mention to the palm tree, but you weren't quite good enough. You don't quite cut the mustard. 
and then two terrifying stories from a terrifying sounding pub with an happy story of getting 200 quid while someone got arrested. Thank you very much to this week's Podcrawl podcast guest, Demelza Watts. Yes, yes. 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 It has been a lifelong dream yeah. and pleasure ever since I knew about this podcast very recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Demelza, would you like to plug anything? So, if you want to see my art stuff, my website is demelzawatts.com. Thanks, Mum, for giving me uh, such a easy name um, for, for websites. <laughs> easy URL to get. And then totally I've, got, <laughs> I've got a show in October at Punt VJ in Amsterdam with another fantastic artist called Duke Crilly. So any Amsterdam listeners come along to that, that'd be great. And then I've got another show in Helsinki in December which is a sort of solo show of my work, but I'm going to involve other um, craft people, makers, hopefully, to do a bit of reconnection after the times of COVID where we haven't been able to see each other. A bit of sort of workshoppy, you know, seeing people in the flesh stuff. Hopefully we'll be okay unless we've entered COVID wave 5,000. Which um, which could be quite likely. <laughs> Thank you to this week's guest, Mr. Melzer Watts, for coming on and telling us that if you've got any erotic dreams about people in the sea, feel free to keep them to yourself. Yeah, and one day we might get Brian on. But until then, check us out on Instagram and on Twitter <laughs> under the handle Podcrawl Pubcast. He's done it. He's done <laughs> it. And if you got a job from an erotic dream from your landlord, let us know. Drop a semen at podcrawlpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Get in. T- Did you say no. semen? Did you say semen or was that my ears? Drop the semen. Drop the semen.